You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our sermon today comes to us from the 14th chapter of Luke's Gospel, verses 1 through 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of the ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told the parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose place of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He also said to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner to the, or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Please be seated. A Sabbath dinner with Jesus in the house of a Pharisee. You just know that this is going to be good. A teachable moment with ripe with possibilities. The Pharisees are watching Jesus carefully. They're just waiting for him to slip up, to do or say something that they, so they can pin a charge on him. Well, it just so happens the same guy, some guy with dropsy shows up. An uninvited crash at the Pharisees' little dinner party of dignitaries. How convenient, if not mildly unappetizing. We're just getting started with the appetizers and drinks, and some guy with a bloated gut wanders up to stand in front of Jesus. Couldn't he at least have made an appointment? It's it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Jesus poses that question to the lawyers and the experts, if you will, the synagogue lawyers and Pharisees. But they took pride in this thing, these things. They codified the law. They made it doable. They made the law into 613 do's and don'ts, which included 32 kinds of work that you could not do on the Sabbath. Was this one of them? What about healing? Is it lawful to heal 
on the Sabbath? Now, if you're one of the lawyers or Pharisees, you would get out your Talmud and Mishnah and check in the table of contents for the topic healing. Check there to see what the rabbi said. Was it work? Or wasn't it? Well, it depends on who did it. I suppose if you do it, then it's work. If God does it, then it's not work. But what if God does it through you? Not so sure about that. Best not say anything. That would be the safest. So it says they remained silent. And then he asked, what about a son or an ox who has fallen into the well? Wouldn't you get him out? Would you even have to ask whether it's lawful to do this on the Sabbath? Would you wait until the next day to keep the law? Of course not. So what do you do? The law, Sabbath says, or the law, Sabbath law says, no work. The man is there to be healed. You ignore him, and you break the fifth commandment. You heal him, and you break the third commandment. You're caught between a rock and a hard place. You're damned if you do, and damned if you don't. But that's how the law works. The law won't guide you as much as it will paint you into a corner no matter what you do. No matter what you do, you walk on wet paint. But when one is free from the law, one no longer asks the question, is it lawful? But the question becomes, is it merciful, loving, good, gracious? Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath and the Lord of creation. He brings healing, not the way healers do, but as the source of all healing. What he did for this man with dropsy, he wants to do for us by his dying and rising. You see, he bears our infirmities, our sicknesses, all the ways that sin has ravaged our bodies. He became our sin. He became our sickness. By his wounds, we are healed. It says Jesus healed the man and sent him away. And the lawyers and Pharisees have nothing to say about it. It makes no sense to them. Now, Jesus has the table exactly where he wants them. You see, they're watching this Sabbath breaker, watching this one who has the power to heal diseases with a word or a touch. And as he sits there, he points out the guests all jockeying for positions of honor at the table to sit at the right and the left of the host. And he says, when you're invited, don't take the honored seats lest you be embarrassed. 
It'd be like taking the seats of honor at a wedding reception when you're not in the wedding party. And then being told, well, your table's back there in the corner by the cake. Take your place instead among the least. So that when the host comes to you, you'll be honored when he says, friend, come up to a higher place. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is less about where one sits at a wedding. That is about the marriage supper of the Lamb and his kingdom and how it works. The law, it's not there to exalt you. Try to use the law to exalt yourself and admire how spiritual and how religious and how wonderful you are. And you're going to be humbled. Boast in your goodness and the law will put you in your place. Justify yourself with all the good you've done and the law will reveal you for the sinner you are because there's always someone better than you. But be humbled by the law. Take your place among sinners as the chief of sinners and you will be exalted by the bridegroom himself. As he says to you, friend, come up to a higher place. But you know, that's essentially what happens every Sunday here. We enter the doors of the church as poor, miserable sinners, confessing all our sins and iniquities, And Christ says to us, friend, come up to a higher place. There is a place reserved for you at my table. The last are first, the first are last. Sinners are justified. Sinners are welcome to the Lord's table. And if you're not a sinner, well, then you have no need for the supper. No need for the word of God. No need for Jesus. You can make it on your own. The biblical fact is, a baptized believer is precisely sinful and righteous at the same time. He's a sinner covered with a righteousness that does not belong to him. He is Christ wearing an Adam suit. Or as Luther says, simultaneously sinner and righteous. Who leaves the temple justified according to Jesus? Was it the proud religious Pharisee who boasts in his commandment keeping and compares himself to others? Or is it that humble tax collector who's too ashamed even to lift his eyes to God and praise God be merciful to me a sinner? According to Jesus, he's the one who went home justified. And unless you take your place alongside the chief of sinners, you will not be saved. Jesus came to save sinners. He died for sinners. He justifies sinners. 
He forgives, he sanctifies, and he glorifies sinners. And if you're not one of them, you don't need Jesus. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. It's the same with who winds up on your guest list. Jesus says, when you give a dinner or banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors. In other words, those on the A-list. Lest they also invite you to return and be, you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. That's a pic picture of the marriage supper of the Lamb in his kingdom. A bunch of losers. A bunch of losers who have nothing to bring to the table, who can't begin to repay Jesus for the privilege of being there. The reality is we are all beggars before God. No less than the Apostle Paul said, Christ died for sinners of whom I am chief. Jesus humbled himself, became obedient to the law, even unto death. And Jesus was exalted and raised to the right hand of the Father to save you. And so his humbling and his glory are yours. To be humbled by the law is to be crucified with Christ, to be set at the lowest seat in the depths of death and the grave. It's to die. And that's all the law of God can do. The law of God can't make you a better person. It can't make you righteous before God. It can't heal you. It can't give you this special place or privileged position in the kingdom. It can only drive you to the lowest place. And that is your death. And from there... And only from there, you hear the voice of Jesus say to you, friend, come up to a higher place. Come sit at my table at a feast which has no end. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.